we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the dim. It go down. It go down in the dim. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. We wear caps and sleeves at this level, son. Understood? Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the California Penal League Podcast. I am Steve. With me, as always, is Chris and Fabs. You know us by now. This is your first time listening. You don't know us, but you will. Okay? There. There's our intro. We're going to be friends. We're going to be best friends. As long as you don't act like a dumbass on Twitter about this team, because we're going to be talking about that. Uh, that I'm real, really riled up about the way people act about this team, about the Indians on uh, Twitter these days. Got a lot of issues with a lot of fans, and you're all going to hear about them. I, <laughs> I think once or twice a season, I get, I get to this point where I get real tired of the way people trash the franchise. And I'm not saying that the, that the team is beyond ridicule or the Dolans are beyond uh, criticism. I'm not saying that it's the way people talk about it and like go off about the team on Twitter. That just drives me nuts. So I'm at that point. I've reached my breaking point. I'm going to have a mental break at some point because part, part of it stems from the fact that uh, right now the Cleveland Indians, although as of this recording on Tuesday or Wednesday night, they're getting absolutely shellacked by the St. Louis Cardinals. They are still playing pretty darn well. Uh, we've been looking at uh, the you know last month or so about what twenty one games. They're about eleven and ten uh, since May seventeenth. That series against the Angels, and counting this current game on Wednesday as a loss, which it most certainly is. It's eight to two, I believe, in the eighth inning. Um, so essentially, the Indians are playing a little bit above five hundred ball over the past you know three plus weeks, twenty one games, which again is pretty much exactly what you're looking for when you're, you know, they went on that kind of big run there ish run in May and kind of got themselves in a good spot. And they've been playing about 500 balls since, which is exactly what we've said many times is what they should be doing with again, a favorable end of June on tap, which we'll get into. But anyway, that's where I'm at. I've reached that point where I'm like, once again, I think fans give the Indians... If the Indians lose, they're the biggest trash 
franchise on earth. <laughs> if they win, <laughs> if they win, it's like in spite of everything and they don't get any credit and it just drives me nuts. So I don't know where you guys are at. If you're ready to have a mental breakdown, but that's where I, I'm at. I wasn't able to tweet. I was going to tweet negatively, but I got my account suspended for 12 hours because I called Steve Manchin a cunt and Kevin Sorbo a bitch. Um, and then Twitter. Did you really? Yes. You can't do those things, apparently. <laughs> Wait, and, uh, do you mean Joe Manchin? Oh, yes. Joe Manchin. Yes. I called Joe Manchin a cunt. And I gotcha. uh, Kevin Sorbo of TV's Hercules. <laughs> you besmirched Hercules? I did, yes. Oh, so oh trust me. Uh, you don't want to know what Hercules has been up to since then. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a little wild. It's, and that's it's nothing good. That. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, so I wasn't able to tweet about the team. I mean, I yes, I definitely was you know, disheartened with, the, with this the way we lost those Orioles games. I'm not saying we should be competing with you know, the Dodgers and Padres and Tampa or anything like that. But the Orioles are the worst team in the league or the second worst yeah. team in the league. Second, second, yeah. Second worst team in the league now. So to get just like blown out <laughs> by them is like humiliating. But again, you know, we, st- we still have a winning record. I, I- I'm trying to... I mean, it's no positive. doubt. It's no doubt. Yeah, it's frustrating. No yeah. doubt. It was just frustrating. You expect, you know, you're, you're just trying to get through the month of June where you hope to have Plesak and Fran Mel Reyes at some point in July to really, because the offense is actually doing pretty good in, in the month of June, they're hitting like 290. I don't know what they're, I, that's not including tonight. So the offense is like starting to do okay, but we're definitely missing Plesak. And if you add Fran Mel Reyes to the offense, it's just like, oh, come on, like, let's just put it all together. I still, our bullpen's still really good. It's just, it's really just a lot of inconsistency right now that's frustrating. But, you know, it's a long-ass season. There's these ebbs and flows. So, yeah, it, it, my goal and mantra for the team is get us to July. Just keep mm-hmm. us close-ish going into July. And I think something could happen then. You, In addition to that disappointing series against the Orioles, where they not only lost two or three, got they're just absolutely annihilated on the Sunday game, which, again, we've talked about it's just one game. It doesn't count as 12 losses. But it's still frustrating to see. Uh, the other one that got me pretty frustrated over the last couple of weeks was that uh, one nothing loss against the Tigers in that series as well. So, oh god, yeah, you know they're eleven and ten, but like conceivably should be like what, like thirteen and eight or whatever. So, you know, again, yeah, like you said, it's like you know those are the ebbs and flows. It beats being like you know seven and fourteen in that stretch and effectively out of it. So, you know, but I, I get, yeah, totally frustrating. I get it. Chris, sorry, yeah, no, I, I, I would, I was going to say, I would use frustrating as the operative word because yeah, you don't want to lose two out of three to the second worst team in baseball, but you know, it happens. It's a long se- season. We have four games against them next week. Uh, you know, we could easily come back and sweep that series. Hopefully we do. I think part of the problem with a lot of the, casual fans is that Cleveland's such a football town where yes. one game does matter um in the NFL whereas you know a series if yeah you know you go one and two it's a bummer that we went one and two against the Orioles for whatever reason we haven't been playing well there in like I don't know since like 96 
Uh, it just seems like we don't win when we're in Baltimore. Our juice ever since that wild pitch. Yeah, after Tony Fernandez, uh, yeah. you know, in, in the ALCS <laughs> in '97, it's like we just can't play well there. So it, it is a bummer in that regards. But we took, we won the series against the White Sox right before that. And I forgot. That's that like wild. yeah. What so a, it's what a mind trip that is. Where I'm just like. We haven't played good against anybody in a month. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. we just yeah. Like, win the series. <laughs> we, we won the series against the White Sox. Like, yeah. come on. You know, and playing 500 ball, if we can, you know, hey, we're playing 500 ball this month. Let's, you know, get like we've always, like we said in numerous episodes, win two or three over 500 and head into July. You know, that would be a little bit of a bummer given the schedule as well. But, you know, we're going to get Plesak back and, and Fran Mill back, uh, hopefully by the end of the month, if not sooner. I mean, dude, and you've got... Well, Plesak started throwing... He's throwing this He week. started throwing this, like, like a throwing, throwing program, not just, like, yeah. soft oh, toss. Oh, yeah, wow. okay. Yeah. yeah, like, from 70 feet out, I think. Um, so they'll ramp him up here, and, you know, we'll hopefully see him here in two weeks, you know? You'll Are you get, happy to see Bobby Bradley? Oh yeah, I, I we can definitely get into that. I was just going to say the next seven games, you better go five and two because it's uh, four with the Orioles at home, like you said, and then you go to Pittsburgh for a weekend series uh, next week. Those are the two like those are like two of the three worst teams. I think Arizona is yeah. the only other worst team. Yeah, and then that's not even talking about the Mariners weekend series, and then closing out the month with the Twins and Tigers. So again, like. Winnable games. Yes, for all the warts and pain and suffering that we're enduring with like these bullpen games that the Indians are just like it's not working. Which which should show you how like insane it is that the Rays <laughs> make it work. I wanted to see. They also had like a four year head start on these within ten minutes, and you beat it by yeah. a minute. <laughs> oh, you know, just like the best team in baseball, whatever. Oh, you know, <laughs> with those sick ass throwback jerseys. Oh my god, those are filthy. Those are. with like the radiant oh, uh, yeah. devil rays. Oh, oh yeah, dude. God, yeah. So by the way, speaking yeah. of, I saw after this episode, I got to send you guys both a link of a killer hat that I saw of the Rays. Please do. Yeah, I'm desperate to know what this happens. I know our listeners will love to hear this part yeah. of it, but I, I would guys, slowly like to morph this into a 50% raise podcast. Yeah, that's fine. But yeah, no, so you're talking about Bobby Bradley, Febs. The other, you know, kind of like one of the big developments for the past week is, you know, we said so long to Jake Bowers, uh, who bye, bye, I actually bye. thought your stat, I thought your breakdown, Chris, was pretty telling on like on the his season stats if you do like a like a full 160 games oh no that was his that was those were his numbers in cleveland it's amazing that it yeah it's one full season basically one full season yeah and woof yeah what did it come out to be what do you have uh let me pull it up right now so it was 160 games here in cleveland uh in 2019 and this year he had like 500 like 30 um, plate appearances, 472 at bats. He was 103 of the 472 for a really great 218 average. Jesus um, Christ. Uh, he had 14 homers, 49 RBI, and an OPS of 656. 
kill me. <laughs> his, his OPS plus. So that that's kind of a more advanced nerdy stat. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, 100 basically means your league average. His was 73. Jesus, gross, grotesque, grotesque. So and so, Bobby Bradley's up. Everybody got their wish. He's finally here, uh, and effectively he's has been pace. tearing the cover of the ball off the. Yeah, tearing the cover he's off the ball to be the first player since Ted Williams to hit 400 in a season. Yeah, I don't know if he'd qualify. If he, uh, if he, uh, did. he might. I think he would. Like 400 and oh god, I only know this because of MLB the Show. It's like 423 <laughs> at bats or something to qualify. Okay, so okay. He, might, he might be able to. We'll see. It would be close. He'd have to play like every day. Up, yeah, I would say up heading up. into tonight, he he was betting you know a solid 400 with uh, yeah, one home run in yeah. three games. So you know, you extrapolate that out. He's on pace for like what 45 home runs and a 400 batting average. <laughs> he would probably yeah. win the MVP. Then that's amazing. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And missing. I mean, I'm missing the first two months. <laughs> God. I mean, dude, yeah, if he hit that, he'd be, yes, he would win MVP. Like, that would be, no, no doubt. I, I mean, mean, you know, we're hey, laughing about it, but, hey, I think we really need to take this seriously, guys. It's, you know, if he's still hitting 400 in August, we'll uh, we'll see. But, I mean, it's it's he has brought, like, weirdly, it feels as if he's brought something of a spark to the yeah. offense a little bit. Um, you know, certainly more than, than what... You know, when Bowers was in the lineup, it was like there's it was, it was head scratching on some days, or it would be like, you know, it was it was like you just you just knew what to expect, and unfortunately, and it wasn't necessarily like anything good. So you know, you feel, you know, you hate to see that the guy didn't pan out, but you know, hey, in this up and down season, which is what it's going to be you're going to bring up a lot of young guys and you're going to see what you have. And Bradley's going to get his shot. Now, now nobody can say, nobody is going to be able to say, Oh, well we never gave him a shot the way that we did with like Yandy Diaz, Jesus Aguilar. And like, apparently Eric Haas, who just is like tearing it up in Detroit right now. Eric Haas is like 28 and a half years old. I mean, but would you take him right now over like hedges? Although he is starting to hit a little bit. I was going to say, well, Hedges and Perez. So here's the thing with Hedges and Perez. And I know Perez hasn't played, you know, since what? Uh, April or yeah. early May. Um, yeah, yeah. They are two of the best defensive catch- catchers out there. Um, most definitely. I think yeah, the best. And he has two, what, gold gloves? I think he has two his name. Gloves, yeah. Hedges. Wasn't he out like 70% of runners or something? Uh, crazy? I think it was like, I think it was like 50 wasn't it? I it was thought it was 60. crazy to start the year. I don't think it was seven. Oh, 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 this year. Maybe. 108% is what I found. 108%, yeah. He was actually throwing other guys out. <laughs> Two guys. <laughs> Two guys. Two at once for a time. Yeah, it was, wow. it was actually, um, he's only the second player in Major League Baseball that ever do that. Wow. I'm pretty sure. But Hedges is also a really good defensive catcher. <laughs> that is and true. And I forget who said it earlier this year, but they were like, that guy should have won a gold glove or two in, you know, San Diego. But between Yachty Molina and a couple other dudes over in the National League, it wasn't happening. I just find it, I mean, you know, it, it is a little, you know. But it would be nice to have an offensive presence. But it's somewhat frustrating because Eric Haas has 72 at-bats in Detroit. 
has eight homers, like, hitting, yeah. like 278. It's like, yeah. it is one of those, because we've had this discussion plenty of times before we even ever started the podcast. It was like, and we've mentioned it a few times. It's like the Indians up until this season have always been pretty reluctant. If you're not a Tito guy, as we've said many times, you know, or organizational guy, it's very hard to make to, to break through. And a lot of the times it's warranted. Like, you know, it's always been like, why isn't Greg Allen getting a chance? And then you realize, well, like, oh, yeah. Let like, me play devil's advocate. Okay. You've never had a losing record. Tito? Yeah. No, I'm with you. Totally. He's a he's so, a Hall of Fame manager. I get it. Yeah. And like and the Indians have hit far more than they've they've not on players. Like like, I think do we I just got to stop doing deals. I was. I think we just have to stop doing deals with the Rays. Everybody does because the, if you're doing the Rays, a deal with the Rays, yeah. you're getting fleeced. Yeah, you. And know, also, that's how you identify talent. You see, you call the Rays and say, like, yeah, who do you want? And then you find out, okay, we got to keep these guys. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe this guy hey, got something we don't see. Hey, we want Yonder Franco. Who do you want from us? Okay, 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 yeah, yeah, those guys, okay, it makes sense, makes sense. Good, good, right, good, right, right, right. Okay, great, uh, thanks. Uh, my <laughs> and now you have a list of 20, yeah, now you have a list of 20 players, and uh, you don't trade any of those 20 players. That's right. Yeah. Um, I will say, let me, let me you, you brought up Yandy Diaz, and I want, I have a bone to pick about that, because I saw some of his stats, and outside of 2019, what has he done? Hey, he said one homer this year, man. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank well, you. And, and Aguilar has had his ups and downs to Correct. where. So it's I not don't... like that's the one that's the narrative. Uh, back to your point about people complaining about how the team, you know, was hot garbage. People love to poke, you know, their finger at those two trades and go, oh, my God, we gave up on Jesus Aguilar. We had Carlos Santana. As your first baseman, yes. Like, right, where right. was he gonna play? I'm sorry, right. you yeah, know. And right. then Yandy Diaz was stuck behind. Oh, this guy who's been, you know, an MVP candidate last th- three of the last four years. Well, Yandy Diaz, he. I guess the. I guess the only criticism I can people got a hard on for his his biceps. They were so big. They are. They are glorious. They are. The thing I'll say they're is, immaculate. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, they are fabulous and they are beautiful and they are real. Or whatever, my my that only pushback on that. My only pushback on that. And, and this is why I'm glad. Like Bobby Bradley's getting a shot. Is my only pushback is, and this is a more nuanced, like I would say, discussion as opposed to this. You know, the normal like uh, social media reaction, which is like, "Fuck this team." It's they're so starved for offensive talent. That I think it's like, if you were like any other team, you'd be like, all right, let's find a way to get a guy like Yandy Diaz in the lineup. Or Aguilar's a little tougher because you he is like a big guy that can only play like one position, basically. Yeah, DH. he was a first base DH. And, that's and we had those positions covered. Exactly. So that's tough. But, you know, it, I find it hard to necessarily believe like, you couldn't have found a spot for Yanni Diaz in the lineup, but this is getting into a very like way out there conversation where like, I don't think it would have had any bearing on the last three, four years of this team anyway. Might have won, you know, a game or two extra. Right. Like ultimately 
plays no role in the outcome of where the team has been in the last few years. So I'm with you on that. Like, yeah, I, I think that's like, if you're, if you're saying these two like minuscule little deals are like the worst things that have happened, I'd say you're, you're doing, doing pretty, pretty good. good. Yes. Totally. Meanwhile, meanwhile, you're, you're accumulating talent by trading other guys and restocking the farm system and continuing to bring up young guys or trading for like the Fran Mill Reyes deal, you know, that kind of thing where it's like, now we have a power hitter in the middle of the lineup to compliment Ramirez, you know? Yeah. I, you know, I'm all good with all of that stuff. I'm just saying, I think it's like, they're at a point where it's like, we are going to give a longer leash on some of these guys to really see for better or worse what we have. And I'm glad, I'm glad we're, finally at that point whereas before we were like in the championship window obviously in quotes where yeah we can never give any of those any of those peripheral guys who we're running out of options with any opportunity and so now i think we just have a really great blend of you know some like for sure's going forward like for sure main pieces and in a bieber you know I don't even need to like recap our pitching, but with like Fran Mill, Jose, and then you're getting guys, uh, you're seeing what Owen Miller can do, uh, Bobby Bradley. So yeah, I mean, I, we might finish 500 this year. We might finish with 75 wins. We might surprise people and claim a wild card spot. Like I, I don't know, but I do know that I'm like invested in this team in a way I haven't been in the last couple of years. Because I'm excited, like it's not the same old people where I already know, unless you know three of the the Astros starting pitchers go down, and unless you know Judge and Torres are out for the Yankees, and unless the Rays just stop playing baseball, we aren't coming out of the AL. Like I knew, I know that for sure. Regardless of like who was on this team the last like three years, like it just. It sucked to know that, and you're just hoping for some kind of weird miracle or a fluke to happen, and it was possible. But I, I'm just glad we're in this like this position where you know it is totally like up and down, rocky, crazy, rocky roads. Because you're like one of the youngest teams in baseball. Like yeah. you have five dudes who weren't in the starting in a starting lineup last year who are like under 25 years old. Yeah, yeah, and and Fabs, you you were bringing up a point in this. You're you completely uh, reminded me of an article on the Athletic that uh, Zach Meisel wrote in his like mailbag this week. Part of the reason that they have to bring up these guys is because the forty man roster crunch after this season is insane. Oh yeah, some of right. the names on the list that are eligible that need to be added to the forty man, otherwise they're Rule Five eligible picks are. Brian uh, Rocio, Aaron Bracco, George Valera, Bo Naylor, Tyler Freeman, uh, Joey Cantillo, Adam Scott, Cody Morris, Janeski uh, Noel. I mean, there's, and, and that's just a handful of the guys. So we have to look at these guys. I mean, we have to give mm-hmm. Bobby Bradley a look because, you know, hey, if you got something, I mean, he's, what does he have to prove? Well, I mean, what do a lot of these guys have to prove in Columbus? Right, right. I mean, and they have to make these decisions on these 40-man. And, yeah, there's going to be some open spots just by attrition. But they, they have, like, probably, I think, 
And that, that list that I have that I just rattled off is only a fraction. There's probably a dozen names that really could be in the conversation of needing needing to be added to the forty man. Right. So Yeah. No, I mean it, yeah. It, it's, it's, uh, it's it's a blessing and a curse because of all these trades we've made. Honestly. That that's true. Yeah. And and also it's going to be how this season goes where one day you lose 18 to five and the next day you win 10 to one. Like that's just how it's going to be. And but we're still not necessarily 500 ball. Yeah. I mean, look, like we always say <laughs> the 18 to five loss to the Orioles uh, was painful, but it was only one loss. And the next night Bieber comes out and shuts down the Cardinals. That was, you know, that so made me super thrilled. Like, yeah. But then, the, and then tonight we, you know, are getting crushed again, and so it's like, okay, but yep. at least the yeah, at least though. the Cardinals are a decent team. Like I can, I'm like, okay, they're good. They're going to probably hang. Yeah, around. they're being, yeah, they're competitive. They're hanging around. So it's it's just going to be like the nature of the beast is that you know you're going to, but but also I would argue too, it's like for also being like the youngest team in the league. I would say the Indians have been hit pretty damn hard with injuries in the last month. If you look at Plesac and Reyes, it's like, oh yeah, for the fact that those are the, totally. The fact that they even are playing 500 ball is like yeah. a huge testament to what this team can do because patchworked rotation. Oh my god, and it is ugly. The rotation is a disgrace right now. It's not. I mean, it is a true shell of what we assumed it would be at this point. It is pretty bad. Why, <laughs> even though Bullpen you... is having some ups and downs right now. Karen Check's starting to get lit up a little bit. I think Class A's whip is like two recently. It's definitely gotten a little more shaky, but again, like I said, hey man, you're still there. You're you're there are game going into tonight, they were a game and a half out of the second wild card spot. And that's with essentially they're in the mix with Boston, Houston, the Yankees, and Toronto. And it's like those are the teams dude, that we're gonna what, have to watch the rest of the way. Yeah. What more do you want? Like, what more could you ask for to be in the hunt with those teams? You know, as long as we're talking about them being in the hunt until, you know, that last week, there's no shame in that. There really isn't. And I know, again, to circle back to our earlier discussion, some fans are going to be like, well, what does it matter? If they make the playoffs, they'll lose in the first round. Those to those fans, I would, I would want to just say you are so, you've been so damn spoiled. Yeah, right? yeah, you have no idea. Like no idea. Like you waited twenty one years for the Browns to do anything. Yeah, and the second this this team was in the World Series five years ago, like the, the second they don't immediately hold your interest, or the second you know LeBron's back in town, or the second the Browns become anything, it's just like oh, like. Fuck that! Like it, it's just insane to me how they how the city treats the Indians. I don't mm. get that either. Like I don't understand this like line in the sand with people in Cleveland, where it's like I can't be a fan of all three teams. <laughs> it's so like weird. Yeah, I have to hate one of them. Yeah, like one of them has to be like and my whipping boy. The Cavs, they can't win. It was like yeah, games save their lives. 
Hey, hey, newsflash, <laughs> outside of two eras of Cavs basketball, that franchise has been a dumpster fire for the better part of 50 years. 50 plus. Yeah. If Mark you're about Price to enter, and Brad, like, possibly the darkest period ever. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I was saying, if Mark Price and Brad Doherty weren't on the team, or if LeBron wasn't on the team, take a look at that overall record. Woof. Miracle That's, Richfield. That, that was one season. <laughs> I mean... Thank God for the Timberwolves being, you know, and the, the laughing stock and Thank the Kings the being the laughing stock. <laughs> I mean, yeah. otherwise, we would be like the worst franchise in NBA history. Right. That's very I funny. know. Well, yeah, they're yeah. more interested about, like, I saw Bakers down in Texas. Like, what receivers yeah. are there? Like, what are yeah. the, what's the agenda? What's happening? It's like, who He's not an OTAs, like, man, but they're in Texas. Like, Let's I talk about this for 12 hours on the radio today. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, the, Baker. The greatest trick, the greatest trick the NFL ever pulled was making you care about like the goddamn combine. It and wasn't even a, dude, it's not even a trick. Like they knew they <laughs> they had some savvy Ivy League dudes just like meddling their fingers, like, yes, yes. Let's, yeah. put this, let's, let's put they this workout on season program like really well though. Oh, it's like okay, we like we're gonna lose March, March Madness, but like we're gonna get April. Everyone talking about the draft. No, then they don't even lose March though because no, it's all speculation about free agency. Free agency. Free, yeah, and then you have free agency after the draft, and then you have OTAs, and then you have training camp. Like you have like a one month. Like, like May, maybe yeah, is like May, the one month like they take off. July, but then in July, that's when they go back to training camp at the end, and then you have preseason in August, and then it's football time again. Oh well, they still find content in like Fourth of July. They're like this seventh string wide receiver was busted for possession. <laughs> now let's talk let's about, talk who about most, that. <laughs> who are the most American football players ever? Yeah. Oh, well, they well, that's when they trot out the Pat Tillman stuff and like abuse that memory of that guy, you know. Yeah, Bruschi comes out and just like with his face painted like red, white, and blue. And you're like, Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. like they trot out uh, all that stuff. It's so preseason pre training camp power rankings that mean next to nothing. Or like when like a guy is running a route in like shorts and he makes oh. like a one handed catch. Oh, and it's like Ooh. speaking of, did you? I, I know we're getting way off topic here, but speaking of, did you guys both see the video of Lamar's pass to Sammy Watkins? That was like the most wounded duck ever. And the Ravens <laughs> no, are tweeting this out last Uh-oh. week at OTAs. They're like, Is his arm oh, my Uh-oh. goodness. Uh-oh. Well, he Uh-oh. was working on his deep ball with Ben Roethlisberger this offseason because they can both throw it about 15 yards downfield. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I mean, granted, I am like the moment either of you text me about anything NFL, I'm like all in and just sound. Oh, yeah. I mean, 100%. I love, yeah, right, right. I I'm love it, too. And I go to my team and I'm like, I can read it now. But but we aren't singular, like, it's not mutually oh, exclusive. Yeah, like, it's absolutely. like, I can enjoy both. You know, like, yeah, it's no, not like, oh, I talk about everything. I'm literally tweet. I'm literally texting <laughs> these two guys, like, if the Cavs win the, the uh, draft lotto, they can get LeBron back. <laughs> and Damian Lillard. <laughs> Damian Lillard. And you guys are just like, okay, buddy. Uh, I gotta go. <laughs> 
I was like, yeah, but the Blazers have to want to do that. And you were like, I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the trade machine says it works. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I guess uh, I don't even know where we got onto that tangent, but we're talking about uh, it was, it was the Indians so much. It was. And, and it, it was like, needed. It was yeah. needed. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, but again, so this kind of gets into the next sort of segue about like the name change because. It's oh. the same, like, like <laughs> Again, when you I, read, I, I send you guys the craziest shit and you put up with me and, and I'm like, oh, and if we have this core of six guys, like it's going to happen. And you guys are just like, okay, buddy. Like, yeah. <laughs> I all love right, the enthusiasm. Right, I, I'm with I you. do. I do. <laughs> sure thing, pal. No, that, see that, that is, that is a hundred percent. This, this name change is the most dragged out, like hilarious like just well and it's the fact that you it like useless like updates oh dude i hate it like i'm getting a little nervous because they did this like graphic and it was like you know they basically came out and said that you know which is like such posturing they were like we have 1200 names under consideration which like okay. got news for you i got news for them most teams get like a thousand name ideas, suggestions when they, you know, are trying to rebrand or come up with like some minor league team name. And guess what? Of them, 99.9 are hot garbage. Oh, yeah. I, I can know. I would love to see that full list because, and because it came from like, what was it, like 104 hours of brainstorming or some stupid thing? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. So, it's all marketing. Oh, totally. Well, because they sent out, they sent out the like the video, the graphic like, or whatever, and it was like the name has to connect to the city of Cleveland, and it has to preserve our rich baseball history, and it has to unite the community. Which, like, it's all that's all bullshit. Like, you're not going to make everybody sky, happy, you know. Like, you're not going to make everybody happy unless you go with spiders. You know, I think that's the only name personally that. Honestly, I think that's the only name that would get the most people on board. I really, truly do. Well, and so in these as we've said many times, yes, in these unofficial Twitter polls that I've laid out in our notes, that Channel Five here in town put out one on Twitter that got just under forty two hundred votes. Uh, forty, almost forty four percent of the respondents said spiders, and that was the top choice. Ooh, I love the spiders. Um, Guardians was number two at 34.5%. Like 34%. Not great, but better than any kind of rock team thing. Um, If it's rock and roll, I might. I heard a rumor they might go with the 7-Elevens because just like the Indians in the playoffs, they never close. (laughs) (laughs) Whole new color scheme, too. Hey, man. I would love... I would love for them to just be a completely corporate sponsored. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Cleveland Shills, and we're just like our our uniform. The Shills, like the Shills. Oh. Actually, if you called yourselves the Cleveland Progressives, that's actually like not the worst name. Oh, that's kind of cool. I kind of like that. And then like, you just have like that progressive logo across the front, and it's no, like it's just like flow. It's fucking flow's face on the hat. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> that would be flow awesome. is anywhere within. 
20,000 yeah, feet of that stadium. Ever. You have a flow mask. <laughs> no. Slider keeps banging. Time out. Time out. It's... <laughs> and they create like these oh. weird hybrid babies. Yeah, oh. A flow baby with like a, of a slider nose. Uh, Whoa, it's, like that, yeah. it's like that new Netflix movie that uh, Robert Downey Jr. whatever yes, yes. thing that I've been seeing ads for. Um, <laughs> No, no. I hope, actually, I, mean, I hope someday we all get rich enough to buy a team. It would get so uh, weird. I'm like, I'm rock hard. Even minor league. Like, even independent ball, I'd, <laughs> I'd be happy with. Um, no, no, they go with like an apron look. It's a traditional uniform, but it's it's made to look like an apron. Um, they should, just like the commercials. Nick's, Nick's like, so basically what they should do is the jersey should be like an undershirt, and then the outer should be an apron that goes into, like, shorts. And yes. so, real, like, short shorts. And so, the players are just bare-legged. <laughs> like, <laughs> are they wearing, uh, like, cut-off jean shorts a la, um, a la Tobias in uh, Russell oh, yes, yes. Okay. I would love that so Truly, much. that's the only thing that I think would unite the community and, and be a name. Uh, that I, I think it would unite the community against them. Yeah. <laughs> but see, that, that's a decision that's like so weird where it's not like, oh, this is just like a dumb, another bad Cleveland decision. That's one that would be so weird that people are just like, I don't know like what they're doing, but like, I'm going to watch. Like, at least for a little bit till you see what this looks like. <laughs> this so is insane, meta. and I'm I'm in. Like, it, like the Cleveland Indians, they became the progressives, and that that was their legitimate uniform. That's all anybody would be talking about through the World Series, like counting down to see this team on opening day. <laughs> oh. It would be like this, they all kind of look like giant man babies a little bit. Oh, yeah, like giant great. toddlers. I yeah, I would be I'd be kind of into it. So we might have unlocked something here. Yeah, oh, I am a little it, concerned it, about the gar- the guardian's name. I am I'm concerned also because steam, yeah. Well, yeah, it's picking up steam, and I'm concerned because Daryl Ryder tweeted this out. And again, I like Daryl Ryder. He's an he, you know he's a nice guy. You know when I knew him a bit when I worked at the AP and stuff. And I've always liked his work. So I really like him and I respect him. But I found like people just took this tweet of his and ran with it, which oh, I was annoyed yes. by because he tweeted that. Me. I, <laughs> I am people. Steve's covering. Well, I, I, had to, I had to like stop this was really from a boy who cried wolf. <laughs> well, he said that basically the names that are currently owned by the club, as you know, previous names of the team, they own these already are the Blues, the Naps, and the, the Broncos. Or the Bronchos, as some people will say. I love saying Bronchos. I do like Bronchos, and I would I would hope that that would be the way they did pronounce it if they went that route. But he said they're challenging applications to the following trademarks. Natives, which, like, yeah, that's not happening. That's Defeats not even the a, purpose. Yeah. War, Foresters, I love. Warriors, Guardians, Cleveland Baseball Club, Heroes, and Squires. So, which I feel like Squires is like just like a joke. Like that's the one where it, it, it to me was like, okay, this is a joke tweet. Like, check to make sure he's got the blue verification. It's not some fake Daryl Ryder account out there. Well, like it, you said, it, it all just seems like a red herring to me. Like exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. And and Daryl also tweeted the other thing that got me hot and bothered was he tweeted like 
Well, he had a response to that and saying, just because they're challenging these doesn't mean that any of these are really even under consideration. Exactly. Which is kind of like the funny thing. If you've got 1,200 names under consideration, like you'll be working your way through the list of challenging all of them and just seeing like what what's out there. Although I do love Foresters. That one kicks the ass. Yeah. For Will Subaru oh, yeah, sponsor us then? That's great. Oh, Subaru. Yes, that'd be great. Become the uh, <laughs> Subaru Foresters Baseball Club. We go Why really not? like Korean Dude, Go with like the with Japanese it. league. Yeah, I was going to say Japanese, Korean league. The they are the fighters, baby. Yeah. Well, the other thing, Daryl, that tweeted that I just remember too that bothered me was when he he was railing on the team after they lost on Sunday to the Orioles, and I was like, dude, like because he's a Browns beat reporter, where that radio yes. station, yeah, that radio station's too poor to afford a Indian, a, a true Indians reporter, so they're like, Daryl, you got to pull double duty, and guarantee yeah, yeah, they right. probably gave him so like a ten percent raise this time of year when he could just be relaxing before before training camp starts and. I, Steve, I got mad about that tweet too because there was like a follow up one. That was like this team is like not as good as their record indicates. It's like no, like that's not true because they're not winning games in these like super farcical, outlandish ways. Yeah, they're winning right. like very normal games, and the games that like have been bizarro are ones that we've lost in weird ways. And there's been like four or five of those. So you can make the argument we should actually be better for, based on how we're playing than our record indicates. I'm not saying this is like a top five team in the AL. Like, I don't think it is. Maybe when Puisak and Framo get back, it develops right. into that. Like, I think that's possible. Yeah. But like, that's such a stupid tweet. Like, we're not, it's not week two of the, of the, where we start off nine and two and like, you know, three of the teams right. we played, their, their best players were all out injured. Like, we haven't played a lot of injured teams either. Right. I mean, we've played, we've played a pretty middle of the road schedule. To this point, but we've right, also right. played the White Sox eleven times, and we actually are up six to five in that season series, I believe. So, yeah, which yeah. gets no love, right? Like, dude, you you're th- uh, four games out of the AL Central right now, and the only reason that you're not getting your ass blown out is because you've played the White Sox really well. You're holding your own, and then some. Yeah, and and they really don't look overmatched against the White Sox, which are it's super weird. The second best freaking team in the uh, the AL, so. Anyway, it's yeah. I know we're beating a dead horse there, but like, it's just so annoying. And let's beat that. Yeah, dead go back horse. to the name stuff. <laughs> What'd you say? I was like, let's beat that dead horse. I don't care. I mean, we will continue. Trust me. That's going to be probably the basis of like every episode moving on out uh, from here. But going back to the name stuff. Yeah, man. I don't know. I mean, we'll just see how this all shakes out. It's like I'm real nervous that it's going to be something just god awful, like Guardians or anything to do with rock and roll. Um, I know we had a note to talk about the City Connect jerseys that eventually the Indians will get. And I'm also very nervous that that will be rock and roll themed. 100% uh, going to be rock and roll, baby. You like, though, if it's rock and roll themed, make it look like a roadie jean vest with like patches from like classic music, like coliseums or places. Like, so it's like a touring jacket, essentially. Yeah. No, we should I, also I do like that. I should also note that the Cavs tried it with their city jersey this year with the font, but it just ended up looking like a ransom note. Uh, it was actually kind of a cool concept that we all agreed, and it was a cool concept, but totally. execution really yeah. missed the boat. Whenever they came out, they thought, you know, like one of Dan Gilbert, they thought Nick Gilbert had been like stolen, and we were trying to like solve yeah. it. Yeah. 
<laughs> it was like, it was like, a, it was like a, a zodiac Timberwolf type took him for better luck in the lottery. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> a season long mystery for all the fans to get together and figure out. No, I, yeah, I, I, the Cavs one, I was not a huge fan of, but I actually do love, I mean, you'd have to, if it was going to be rock and roll theme, just do something different. Like what you're saying, Fabs, like, sure. Go with like a jean jacket theme. Why not? That's cool. I'll, I would be into that, but because I actually do think a lot of the city connects are cool. I really dig them. Yeah. I think they're yeah. great. But again, in all of MLB's infinite wisdom, they suck ass at marketing them. Like if you were to go up to everybody always knows all the different NBA jerseys. Always. Mm-hmm. It's always like a known thing, but MLB like just, it's like, Oh yeah, guess what? We're doing this. And randomly yeah. one day a team is you wearing a Jersey. Outside of the Marlins one, now that you mention it, none of them have been leaked. It's all been MLB putting them out on like Instagram and Twitter and just out there. And none of them have been leaked, which kind of tells me that, well, tells me a few things that, you know, MLB actually can hide these things better than every other league on the planet. But it also kind of tells me that like no one cares in the grand scale. Right. Yeah. Well, or, or maybe 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 that they don't care. Maybe like maybe it's like you said, like that it's so underpublicized that like people don't know to care. I guess. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Is that unless MLB you're like thinks, a big uniform junkie? Well, it's MLB's uh, approach to everything with their media is they own it all and they think they can control it all and like get the most out of it because they own it. Where like. You know, if they were to like, quote unquote, leak it to say some bloggers or, you know, whatever, you know, you know how a lot of these jerseys get leaked are actually through like retail stores. And it's just like some oh, yeah, kid yeah. who doesn't give a crap. He's yeah. like, look what we just got in stock today. He yeah, right. to his friends, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and then it just blows up on, you know, Twitter. Just naturally. Well, then you also have one. We're so good, too. I, I, I love I love them all. Awesome. I really have loved them all, and I think part of it is that you also have a segment of fans that are like, "This isn't the NBA. Screw this!" And it's like, you know, the Major League Baseball is so screwed no matter what they do, man. Like, it's so hard for them to they're like they're trying to enter the twenty first century. But to that uh, point, I do really want to get a candid conversation with uh, Tony Larusa to see how he feels about that Southside jersey. He looks he looked insane wearing it. Like <laughs> he looks like a man lost, like, he looks yeah. like someone's lost grandfather, like aimlessly walking around a park, a mall, you know, whatever. It's the Steve Buscemi. How do you do, fellow kids? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. What's in reserve? I'm sure he'll come on with us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a quick question because I was like, I always like think about this with like whenever Cleveland has one of our teams has a a a new look of uniforms. Do you think Cleveland's perception, like negative sports perception, for like the longest time, had to do with the fact that like our uniform combos aren't really the best? Like our color combos, like leave a lot. Mm. Like, like the Cavs color combos are like pretty bland. Like maroon and gold is like not a lot. Like, like it's not like the Warriors or the Heat or the Spurs. The Browns, 
Like, while I like our new uniforms, they go back to that classic history. I mean, at the end of the day, like, I love orange. I'm a weirdo because, like, Halloween's my favorite. But, like, I know a majority of people, like, orange and brown are, like, amongst their least favorite colors. And the Indians are just a very generic, like, every team in baseball. Yeah, red, white, and blue. Red, white, and blue in some capacity. Like, I just feel, I feel like, there's there's something to that where it's like it, it definitely doesn't help us. Where it's like if we had sleek uniforms, at least there's something something there. Yeah, well, I mean that kind of goes back to like, I mean, think about like when we were growing up, starter jackets, right? Who oh, were the hot God, starter yes. jackets? I mean, the Dolphins, the Charlotte Hornets. You Hornets. know, like Charlotte mm-hmm. Hornets were like that was like a top seller. Bulls because Michael Jordan. You know those those were you know some of the ones and. This is some of the stuff that I love nerding out on. Uh, I love Chris Kramer's logo oh, yeah. site and then uh, of course, logos watch. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to those guys. I mm-hmm. love that site. And they also have a podcast that um, if I'm going to, you know, say, go listen to another podcast, it'd probably be them because those two guys together and on, on a podcast is like a dream come true. But um no, Fabs, you bring up a great point. Like the colors and, and the conservative mascots. and conservative looks. Yes. Yeah. Really, like, yeah, I, I think stuff with like the LeBron Cavs, I guess. But like, yeah, still, I'm more those know. like I, those 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 jerseys that the Cavs wore when they moved into uh, Gundarino with the the splash that you you were holding up on our video beforehand oh the early 90s the, ones. yeah those the early like, nine or yeah yeah like those ones are like crazy there was the price the v was the hoop you know brad doherty price era yeah, yes those oh, ones yeah. are sick those ones are great um but no like that like wine and gold look is just eh to me honestly I think their best one of their best looks was when they had that navy and wine Combo and oh, that's the my favorite wine jersey, yes. and the or the 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 gold was kind of like an accent color. Yes, do I have? One I think I that one? look was awesome, and it I was, was like the oh eight, oh eight, oh yes. nine ish year. Yes. Yeah. yeah, like towards like you know right after that that first finals appearance, and I kind of would like to see the Indians almost go to that color scheme. Do you that, think the like, Indians will change their color scheme? To bring it back. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail us, but it's just something, something I've always I've thought, thought about. about that. I've thought like about I'm that. But bu- I'm always bummed. Like, I love the Browns color scheme. Like, I personally really like yeah. it. But it's just like, it's really hard to engage like a young person. Oh, who, yeah. Because like, it's just like, I want to pick my team based on how cool the uniforms are. Yeah. I know they're not picking my team then. Like, no. I just know that's not happening. No, but some of the best uniforms in the NFL are the Packers, the Bears, you know, hate to say it, the Steelers. And the Browns. I mean, and, and the Browns, you know, those, I mean, those are, are classic, classic uniforms. Well, that's the thing about the Indians, though. I mean, I actually think they've gotten sleeker in the past few years where they've like reduced the trim on like. I would like to see some piping nah, because well, those, no way, those hate blue it. uniforms that just say Cleveland look like you went to Walmart. Or Kmart. I agree with you on that, that those are grotesque. But, like, the awesome, gray, yeah. the, oh, gray the, gray is, the gray is phenomenal. I love the, it's I love the 70s throwback. Those are mm-hmm. sick. That Tristan yes. was talking uh, when we were in the World Series. Like, I love those ones. Yes. 
Yeah, um, the red. Yeah. But, like, you almost have to change it. Because, okay, so unless you're going with, like, like, if you go Foresters, how can you keep their color scheme? Like, you well, really that's true. Could, I mean, right. you've got to incorporate, like, a green. Yeah, a green and a, a, maybe a brown. Or like, you, <sighs> so that would be I do go back and green forth and, on that. Green I'm not sure brown. how I would feel about changing, like, the color scheme. I almost... A completely different color? That'd be wild for the Indians. That would be crazy if they were, like, a complete shift. Well, so like, okay, let's let's use spiders as an example. That was right. what black and gray. Yeah, but you can very originally use red for that. You yeah. could talk, yeah, was, you could use like yeah. red as an accent, but like most for historical purposes. You know, you're going back to the 1800s. I thought it was a black and gray uniform, from what I've read. Yeah, it was. Um, I believe it was. But like, I'd totally be like, yes, like. Use red as an accent color. That would actually be kind of cool and unique. Almost like an Atlanta Falcons uh, color scheme. Yeah. Ooh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and heck, if you even just say with the black and gray, I mean, the Raiders are actually pretty sick too. They are. In the NFL. And I the mean, Nets, that's another. The Nets in their that's another. Arena. Like, they look pretty cool too. Yeah. So but every game there, when I was watching the playoff games, it, it was like black and white, and the players, the athletes are so good that they've turned into color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. I got. I mean, I, I. I would almost hate to see them go to like something like that because that seems even more muted then. But again, I, that's why I'm all for keeping the red and the blue, but. Changing the shades up to kind of be like that calves. I'm just imagining they announced the spiders. We're so excited. And then they reveal the uniforms where they have eight appendages. Eight different of colors. Oh, eight God. arms like, oh, on the back oh. of these jerseys. And we're like, what is that? <laughs> it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that Diamondbacks jersey from a few years ago where they were trying to make oh, a bowl with yeah, like, like snakes. Yes, the gradient. Yeah. Oh, God. It's like, oh, maybe we don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it could, hey, yeah, I, it could get like insane. Here's my take: if they're gonna go with spiders, you got to full on like try to circumvent Marvel somehow and just like embrace like a Spider-Man aesthetic. Totally, I I'm all about doing some kind of Spider-Man. Like, I just want it to be like I know that even if the first iteration of the jersey is shit. If it's a cool enough mascot, at some point they're gonna like do a rebrand of that name, like not change the name, but they're gonna do a rebrand of the first yeah. version of the jersey. And if it really sucks, they're gonna know that, and then they're gonna make it cooler. Like I just want the name to be cool because I know it's yeah. never changing again in my life. Yeah, yeah I mean we could be like the, the Texas Rangers that have had like seventy three different logos. How did the and, Texas uh, variations have badges on their logo? Just like right here on the breast. What are you doing? Have a badge. <laughs> You've been deputized. <laughs> it, that would honestly look pretty dope if if yeah. they do it the right way. Yes. I'm I mean, I'm a fan of you were talking about the Diamondbacks. I know that they've actually scaled it back a little bit, like the insanity of their like yeah. look, but I loved it. I love that rebrand. I thought it was great. I was it actually had some really good aspects to it. It's gotten even and better think, since they scaled it back. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, and I think they still have that uh, snake skin 
print on one of the jerseys, but it's like very, very muted. Yeah. I want to say it's it, grays. Yeah. yeah, it's like Which, that, it's like less of the color, like less of yeah. like the green and all that yeah. crazy stuff. But uh then they also still have their throwback like 2001 or 98 to 2001 looking yeah. uh, throwback, which is very nice. But oh, I love the, for, I, oh my God. I was purple. The, mm. the, yeah. I was, well, that made me think of the jazz, like the, the nineties jazz uniforms. Oh, I love those. So dude, much. nothing's it's crazier. Nothing is crazier than like nineties to early NBA, 2000s yeah, NBA jerseys. Yeah, can we just like settle down? Like that is like the that is the pinnacle of jerseys in America. So like so <laughs> a thousand it's years new, from now, the Jazz's new rebrand is like so amazing. Like I love it's like all the colors of the sunset. Yeah. Like I think they did such a good job with that. But I'm realizing all of my ideas I'm throwing out to you. I guess I'm really into like a jersey that has a 3D component to it. Like where something is like, like if if we were like in Vegas, we could be like the aliens, and it would be like the alien bursting out of the chest, but it would be like sticking yeah. out there, and then that right. hits your batters because if it hits that, that's an extra <laughs> a part of the uniform, man. That's part of the uniform. Okay. okay. So it's an advantage I'm into that. too. You really, cool. you really do want that 3D aspect. I was, I was actually going to say, I mean, speaking of, I guess what we're going to call boring for the for the sake of the argument uh but the browns going to like that original uniform with the drop shadow that's been leaked out there i don't know if you've ever seen that is that an alternate that's it's going to be the alternate for this year for the 70th or 70 oh yes fifth. yes I have I, seen yeah that. I know you're yeah, i'm super excited but i like I love the Browns. Old, like I love their. I love what they yeah. did. Like I love I, the I, white uniforms. Yeah. Are so so sexy. Like they're amazing. Yeah. I thought you meant like a drop shadow that gives it a three D effect. But you're actually saying full on. Oh, like, no, 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 three D. Like if you're gonna ever get that approved by the league. Um. No. Like I'm. Let's push the boundaries. <laughs> let's push the brown boundaries. I would just be like, give me the fine. My boys are going out with the bursting aliens tonight. Yeah. <laughs> This is an homage to Sigourney Weaver and everybody else on that cast. Yeah, you have some, like, I mean, poor, you have some like, poor kid who's just like, I don't, what the fuck is on this shirt? Like, why are we wearing these? And like, somebody's trying to explain it to him. <laughs> Which guy, is like, funny. Making his first start of the season. Like, it's a guy up from like AAA to make his first start. He gets like blasted for like eight runs in this like god awful jersey. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> the, the, this <laughs> thing from my chest was like affecting my pitching. Like, I couldn't yeah, throw yeah, it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, what is this thing? I didn't think about how it would impact our pitchers, and that's our strength. Oh no! I was going to say because you know that there's going to be some kids out there who who have no idea what that reference is. Uh, oh, hundred percent. You're right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it'll it'll continue to probably be a really weird process because it's. Gonna, it's probably going to take like another year or so to like know much more. So we're going to keep getting little like yeah, crumbs, and well, it's just going to get strange. Well, they did in their announcement. They did give some uh, an update that it's going like to be something of a gonna, timeline. Yeah, a fourteen round vetting process on the names. <laughs> so it's hard uh, to know prizes. I, I I hope that all three of us can be a part of one of those 14, 14 points at some point in time and then 
the next. Uh, well, they, did you see also they were getting they mentioned in that thing that they were looking at the way they talked to like Cleveland influencers and stuff. Yeah, which and, like young professionals. I, saw, I watched like, that. I watched that video, and uh, I'm going to say I don't know any of those people. So am I old? <laughs> oh, they did a video of these? I didn't even see that. Oh, yeah. There's a video. There's like video components to all of this. The influencer was like, who are you? Like, oh, God. They're going to go an influencer on the, like the mascot will, will be called the influencers. And it'll be like the Paul brothers will be like on our hats. I was going to say, uh, yeah, no, like, I no. better not be like friggin' Logan Paul. Yeah, that's if, it's, if it's Logan and like, Jake Paul, I will boycott like. Pick, I will I become. I pick a different team. I couldn't do that. Yeah, like, I'd, I'd be. I'm done. I'm done. You're gonna. I would jump look at these. To, we would all move to Tampa and become Rays fans. I'm cool yeah. with that. Yeah, I will get a nice like uh, waterfront property nice in St. Beach Petersburg. House. Pussy appointments, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> Tampa. Tampa. <laughs> See you later. Shit, Towers was. Tells you how the Rays were looking at him. That's true. Oh, that is God. true. Yes. Yeah. And they were the only ones smart enough to see. Yep. Um, all right. So moving on from ridiculous Jersey stuff. Only other thing uh, I would say before we get into our, you know, know your prospect random Indian fun is the other thing kind of floating out there uh, recently is that major league baseball decided honestly stemming from there was a moment in that white Sox series where James Karinchak was kind of caught on camera using a foreign substance in his glove, even though he was in the middle, and, and people were all going nuts about it, even though he was in the middle of an inning where he was getting his ass rocked and got very lucky to get out of that inning and get the save. Nonetheless, people were, you know, blown away that he was using some foreign substance. And basically baseball allegedly, was like, allegedly, right, I mean, you know, there was the something we were, we that recorded that night, and Steve talked about how it was a squeaker. So that was that was the night it all happened. That's true. Yes, that's right. And yeah, I think that came out after, so I didn't think anything of it. And so basically, it really sped up. I think Major League Baseball's response weirdly because it kind of became a story. And so basically, baseball is like, okay, great. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to start randomly checking pitchers and balls and stuff to make sure that they're not being doctored. And then anybody who, you know, is caught, our plan is possibly to suspend them for like 10 games and, (laughs) you know, and we're going to, we're going to really crack down on it moving forward, which like just is like lip service. I mean, it's absolutely just lip service because they do not give a shit about any of that stuff and never have. And I don't see how that changes. And also, like, I don't see how it will ever, like, go away. You know? Like, how? And part of the reason it's not going to go away, and this was brought up by, this is not an original thought, but somewhere along the lines, I heard, you, you know why Tony LaRusso didn't bring it up? Because his guys are doing the same damn thing. The only guy who's ever... Uh, Trevor Bauer is the only yes, guy to ever Trevor, like go. Trevor Bauer is the only guy who stuck his neck out there, and I just want to say that we need that history is going to look back favorably on two people here in the last five years, and those two individuals very different walks of life, very different topics, but Trevor Bauer and Tom DeLong. 
uh, were ridiculed in their time, but came out smelling like roses, I think, on the other end. Tom Long being the, Uf- the UFO expert. Yes. <laughs> and also... <laughs> we find out Trevor Bauer's been just, like, injecting himself like, all of these steroids. Yeah, there's yeah, something right, about right. Bauer that I know well, he he's, might be like, do- doing, too. I mean, he too. might be doctoring balls. Who knows? Like, yeah, I know he was yeah. all up in arms about spin rates, but I don't right. know. We'll see. Well, and I'm sorry about, you know, his former collegiate teammate, Garrett Cole. You know, he was the average pitcher. And then all of a sudden shows up in Houston and his spin rate like quadruples, which is an exaggeration, but it did increase significantly. And and he's parlayed that now into uh, a nice, you know, little paydays. Yeah. And yeah. and then just the other day, you know, he all of a sudden can't remember if he's ever put a substance on the ball. It's an easy question, Garrett. Have he you would, ever I don't even put think it anything? Was, it wasn't even him. It wasn't even him. Like not remembering. It was like they were like he, they flat out asked him if he'd ever put a foreign substance on a ball, and he was like, he's "I like, oh, don't can't know how answer to answer that. that." No, it wasn't. It was like I don't know how to answer that question. Yeah, I don't know how to answer and, that. Effectively admitting it's, it's a yes or no. It's wild when all these guys left Houston, they all got flashy thing by by the MIB. Like it's it's just no. Oh, right, yeah. I remember I don't remember anything. I, I don't I wasn't part of I wasn't cheating. Yeah. I wasn't part of the banging in the trash cans. Like they must Jesus. have had that Sammy Sosa diet where he forgot everything, including how to speak English. <laughs> Did you guys ever hear, you know, the Alex Jones defense when he was in court? Oh uh, yeah, his, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he was forgetful because yep. he ate too much chili. Too much chili. He couldn't remember his kids' names. <laughs> his it's own kids' names. <laughs> ate too much <laughs> chili, man. That's an amazing defense. I love it. Oh man. Well, and then the other thing that came out was uh, just today. Pete Alonso with the Mets was saying that baseball is doctoring or uh, Major League Baseball is doctoring baseballs on a regular basis to essentially deliberately cut down on the offense in years where guys are due to get like big deals, like big free agent classes. He was saying that baseball is trying to like actively like stop guys from having big years with doctored baseballs. To That's like, a little bit of a conspiracy that I would like to dig into. Ooh, I like. Yeah, that. he had like a big thing about it. I was just reading it before we started recording, which like it just made, it's like it goes to show just like baseball is like what the hell is going on? Like what league has to deal with this bullshit? Like I was thinking about like remember that league. time when bas- remember when the NBA made that new ball at one oh, point? Yeah, and it had like the new like I had the uh, new panels. Design the new panels and everything. And it was so bad that players like revolted within like a week and it was gone. Yeah. It was like in the, uh, in the summer league games and like shooting went down like 10%, like from every measurable spot on the court. Yeah. And I remember they played, I think they even played a few games or something and it was like gone immediately. like, Like it was like a week's worth of games. Yeah. I just don't know any sport where like that becomes a big issue. You know what I mean? Like, wh- how is that possible? It's these one-offs that kind of get resolved, you know? I mean, but baseball just has these just gray clouds. Like, the, the actual, just, like, ball is an issue. Like, yeah. the ball is, like, the thing that's the main gist of the sport. That's the thing, though. It's like, no other sport are you 
like, are you doing things in a different way to get someone out? Like quarterbacks throw a spiral, a same. I was going to say, but like everyone has their own individual things and styles in baseball. that are so tailored and there are so many throwers of a baseball on a team. So like, I that this would be like tantamount to having, you know, 15 quarterbacks playing in a game for a team. Like that doesn't happen. (laughs) And, and it's a guy on a mound on his own. Right. But again, play devil's advocate here. Uh, Tom Brady, Steve, you might want to cover your ears because I know how much of an apologist you are for him. I am an apologist. He was um, <laughs> alleged to have manipulated the uh, the amount of air in a ball. Yes. And uh, even that got like taken care of in a pretty quick and easy manner. Oh, and I love the result, the resolution of that, where they end up winning a Super Bowl. And then their yep. fans freak the fuck out that Tom Brady has like a four game suspension when it's like the dude's 39. You have a dog shit division. Let your like 39 year old quarterback take four games off. Yeah. Your Let him get some rest. <laughs> yeah. Get some rest. <laughs> yeah. There's only 12 games he has to play in then. And you're probably not going to have to play in the last week. So he only has to stay healthy for 11 weeks now. Like, and you have Jimmy Garoppolo as your backup. Like, why are you mad about this? By the way, how many extra seasons has he played with all his playoff games? He's got to have played like at least like three extra seasons. Probably three extra, but he also he also had a first round bye like every single year he was in the playoffs. This is true. This is true. Which is like, like LeBron. So maybe it's only two and a half. Right. Right. It's a that's like LeBron with the Olympics. I was going to say it's like LeBron with all the extra games he's played. Like that that dude's played like fifty years of basketball. <laughs> He really has. It's, I don't know. I mean, that's, you know, baseball has always had, I guess it's, it's always part of the charm. Circumvents. Circumvent well, it's part of the charm and... of the game is that everybody's looking for that edge. Yeah. And it is you what it is. You ain't cheating, you ain't winning. That's right, man. Like, no, you know, I was, I was watching like an old interview with Nolan Ryan where like a guy was trying to get him to admit stuff and he was like, I would never tell you if I had. You know, guys were ripping up the stitching on balls to like get a better. Oh, yeah. It's like, it gets crazy. And, you know, I can't say that, like, I don't know. There's something, I guess there's something to be done about like maybe the spin rates, but I don't know. Your favorite uh, fictional character in a major league, Eddie Harris, you know, had Vaseline (laughs) and every other type of ointment on his body. And And that was getting a real bind. All I do is wipe my nose. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm pretty certain I heard at some point like his that character was based off of Phil Necro. I think I heard that. Oh, too. that's cool because he was like, an old guy. Because Phil Necro, well, he, the fact that he was an old guy and that Phil Necro was notorious for using uh, Vaseline on his you know knuckles on his knuckleball and well, other. and uh, the um, I was I was going back. Because Ray Caldwell, of all people, was mentioned, you know, the play, the guy who was struck by lightning back in, mm-hmm. like, the early 20th century and finished the game, which, of course, was everybody, you know, taking umbrage with current players being like, none of these highly paid wusses would ever do that. Which, like, okay. So, anyway, they have Ray a Caldwell, point, though. I mean, yeah, geez, <laughs> if I was struck by lightning, I'd probably want to go to the hospital, but whatever. He threw a spitball, and that he was one of the only, he was one of the very few players that was allowed to keep throwing it after it was outlawed in 1920. 
So yeah, he was one of 17 pitchers that was allowed to continue throwing the spitball after it was outlawed because that pitch was so insane that they had to get rid of it. So there's like, and I mean, the entire history of baseball is like built on that. So I have like an issue with it suddenly becoming like a big deal. Cause it's like, yeah, it's not, maybe just don't do it so brazenly. Maybe don't be so friggin' open where it's like, Hey, I got, I got it in my glove here. Hello. Like I got pine tar right here in my glove. Yeah. With a red I, glove too. Like black pine tar. Very obviously. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I under, like maybe make it a little more like, uh, you know, a more of like a cat and mouse kind of game here where instead of like baseball, just completely turning a blind eye to it. The other thing that Pete Alonso did say was like, allow the pitchers to do it basically. And I'm almost on board with that because my thinking is, okay, a lot of teams are doing these crazy concoctions, like the spider grip that is just beyond everything that we, you know, has been used before. That needs to be banned, I think. But yeah, give that, like them, synthetic stuff. Yeah, give a pitcher like three allowed substances. I'm, I'm going to leave those, you know, whatever those are: pine tar, rosin, you know, whatever it is, whatever the third one is, right? But for the sake of this argument, let's go with those two. They're already out, out, you know, and available on on the field. And the umpires will still have to monitor the equipment. Equipment will get randomly tested. And if you're found to have had a a substance that's outside of these, you know, three that are allowed, 10-game suspension for a pitcher, for a starting pitcher, that's a mini vacation. That's a slap on the wrist. It's like, yeah, like two starts. No, no, you naughty boy. We're going to suspend you for a start. Maybe two. Like that's nothing, yeah, right? Like that's I know. nothing. I'm, I, and that's why well, I laughed. Yeah, they. It really is. Yeah, like you, it's nothing. I would say that I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily make any of them legal, but I would start with like the spider grip stuff, like the stuff that's not within like the realm of the game. Yeah, a little bit where it starts getting into, like that weird like synthetic stuff and like yeah, you know. But like if pine tar is out there, if like pine tar is there. Rosin, you got Vaseline, and you make it a buffet. You like you real make it. You make it sexy where there's a buffet on, like yeah, right, right outside the dugout, and then like the camera guy follows him. He's like, "What's he gonna pick this inning?" And it becomes part Ooh. of the broadcast, and it's like he that'd be that'd be fun. Yeah, that would be fun if like one of the like Vaseline brands should like wink, wink, be like somebody needs official, to get in on this. The the official baseball doctoring that'd be awesome. material. Yeah. Of, of Major League Baseball. Absolutely. I don't know. It's But what makes you think, too, like, okay, if you look at the history of baseball, any pitcher who has had success, you would almost say, like, like okay, Nolan Ryan talking about possibly, like, using it at some point. He no doubt used it a ton, but it's like, if every pitcher in the history of the game has had to find that edge and do that, it's like, you might as well just leave it. And, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I just really don't know what the answer is, but like baseball's so screwed. They, like once again, they put themselves in some like bizarre, they keep, they keep changing the ball. Guys are cheating yeah. all over the place. <laughs> I mean, again, 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 they're great at tripping over themselves when no other sport is competing against them right now. Yeah. It's just like, right, exactly. Right. Thing, like, let's yeah, have right. a giant fuck up. 
And uh, now people want to watch basketball instead. How can we? Baseball. How can we lose more viewers? It's crazy. Oh my! With just like, like blatant out in the open cheating. Guys just talking about cheating. <laughs> like, yeah. like it's not even. It's not even like this. Like on the fringes of the game, anywhere where it's like wink, wink. Everybody kind of knows. It's just like openly. Guys are like, oh yeah, I do it. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, I honestly, know, yeah. I'm, like, okay. I'll come back to the Tom Brady situation. It, it'd be like Tom Brady going, yeah, I, I, I told my ball boy to deflate balls. And then, like, you know, three quarters of the other quarter, three quarters of all the quarterbacks in the league are like, yeah, we do the same thing. And and that may be the, the case. NFL had, like, yeah, like the NFL doesn't have this issue. And, and but you know, like even in like any sport, guys are finding an edge in some way. It's just baseball 100%. always seems to find itself in these like bizarre PR nightmares. In a way, I, I, it's I don't know. It's very interesting. Well, I, I mean, in the NFL, there's holding. I mean, that you listen to any announcer, and you're like, if there's a holding penalty, there's holding on every freaking play. No doubt, that's offensive lineman cheating right there. You know. Or like guys who flop in the NBA, you know. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That shit happens. Everybody's looking for that edge. I don't think it should become this big deal in baseball. I just think that the only thing that should be done is like enforce it in a way that makes it so that the the pitchers have to at least hide it better. Like just make it a little more of a. Don't make it so easy. I guess thirty game suspension. That's nuts. I don't know. Like, I don't crazy. care. I don't well, care. But then you'd have that would be you saying like if they really want to take a stand, I really don't care about it. I actually yeah, don't care about like, it. it that's, again, that's that's why I say you you do give them an allowed set of substances to use. But then that gets so crazy where it's like guys have like literally like Vaseline all over their like hat. You know, it, it just gets like too. Don't let the because then the floodgates open and it well, gets really well, weird. Yeah, no, it can't be egregious. You can't have a hat drenched in Vaseline with like you know a goop of like Vaseline on the top of their head where they're just you <laughs> a know, dollop of a dollop of Vaseline. yeah Vaseline on the top of their hat. No, I agree. Where you're saying like don't make it egregious, don't make it noticeable, but also like you can't be using the spider grip stuff. That's like getting like. 4,500 like RPMs on your fastball. <laughs> right. It's insane. I know, that's, that's the thing that should be banned. You know, if dudes have used pine tar for a hundred years, Let it I don't slide. have an issue with that. I don't have an issue with that. Vaseline, same thing. But like, yeah, like a new synthetic material that like makes it insane. Then yes, I have, I have a, a more of a problem with that for sure. But you know, the natural, sort of things at your disposal? Sure. Why not? What are you going to do? Doesn't ultimately you still got to throw the pitch. You still got to locate yeah, it. You still, you still have, have to, have, to you know, execute. Like it, that, it's, it's the same with steroids where it was like, that's not all of it. It's still like the talent, you know, can, can you still throw the slider, you know? Yeah. Or whatever, or, or whatever. So I don't, but yeah. So it, once again, baseball's put itself in a fun position. That is insane. Okay. Manfred must go. Yes. yes. Yeah, I'll get on that train. I will get on that train. Yes. All right. I think we've reached the uh, point of the show where we do know your prospect and uh, our random Indian of the week, which, Chris, I believe from the notes, you have um, gone ahead and 
given us that information. I have uh, taken the liberty to, uh, you know, volunteer for mm-hmm. both of those. And mm-hmm. um, without further ado, we'll dive into Know Your Prospect yeah. this week. Let's do uh, it. This week's prospect to know was an international free agent in 2014, Oscar Gonzalez. He's a uh, 23-year-old outfielder in Akron who currently uh through like 27 or 28 games is uh leading the organization in uh some power stats uh seven homers 17 RBI a uh 273 average on base leaves a little bit to be desired though uh 308 so um okay he's a little bit of uh a liability with the with the strikeouts and not so many walks, but actually kind of fits into a timetable of guys being twenty three that he's probably still a good two two years away. So he's not quite at like that George Valara level, who's probably still like four or five years away and okay. highly thought of, but could be a nice little uh, at least at the very least a bridge option for the Indians coming up here. You had me at power hitting outfielder. Yeah, yeah. Power hitting outfielder and um, I should also note he's rule five eligible this year so we were talking earlier about some uh, uh, decisions that needed to be made. He was actually probably one of the guys, one of the position players maybe most affected by last year's um, lack of a minor league season because he kind yeah. of does take some time. It seems like every level he goes up, he takes a little bit of time to adapt, but thankfully he's, um, he's been raking in Akron so far. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see maybe a mid season call up to Columbus. Um, especially if we yeah. call up a guy or, you know, the outfield situation in Columbus is pretty, uh, pretty jammed as it is so something would have to give there before he gets called up but oscar gonzalez is our prospect this week love it yeah if he improves that plate discipline then you're really talking yeah oh yeah yeah that's that's kind of the big knack on knock on him right now is the uh, lack of discipline But, but he does make good contact i mean yeah you know he's not like you know he does have power and he makes Decent contact. He, he kind of seems like uh, a Harold Ramirez guy a little bit. Yeah, Just, Harold, a Harold Ramirez type with a little bit more power. I'd probably kind of, you know, if Harold's a uh, probably kind of more in like that fifteen, like that ten to fifteen homer range. Yeah, with a nice average. Gonzalez, I think, has a little more potential for pop there. Obviously, based on the numbers. So, okay. Right. Not a bad situation to find ourselves in. Yeah, not bad. And and moving on to our random Indian of the week. This is a yeah, fun one this. this week. I hopefully won't be uh, as as tricky as last time. But this this former Indian made his major league debut in 1990 with the Indians, appearing in uh, 120 games over five seasons with the Indians. Overall, his major league career spanned nine years and eight teams. 
He had a 230 career average with 31 home runs and 97 RBIs in the bigs. And our last clue is the uh, last games professionally came in 2000. And he was a member, a member of the Buffalo Bison. And uh, he's a bit of a legend up in Buffalo. Even has his number retired there. Who do you think he is? Man. Not Okay. Yeah. Nine I... seasons and eight teams. But he also spent parts of five seasons here in Cleveland. So That's crazy. Very short stints in is... some of the other cities. How is that even possible? And his, and his career numbers... 230 with 31 homers and 97 RBIs in a span of a nine-year MLB career. Yes. Wow. So, I mean, we're, you know, we're talking a bit, uh, you know, a bit player. Yeah. I wish I was up on my Buffalo Bison. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot one numbers. clue. I forgot one clue. Oh, okay. He is currently one of two former Indians to be a manager in the new draft league. That draft league is uh, where Mahoning Valley has found themselves. Which is where Coco Crisp is a manager. Correct. He is one of the two. And I will tell you, it is not Coco Crisp. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When I saw draft league, I was like, Ooh, (laughs) Um, yeah. Coco Crisp is uh, managing the scrappers these days. That's right. Oh my God. I wish I, I wish I had my Buffalo Bison retired numbers <laughs> memorized. <laughs> I literally, yeah, I can't even. Throw I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. That is that is a, uh, a a note that I had no clue until researching this gentleman. I mean, it's a hell of a hell of an accomplishment. Oh, Bison just don't willy nilly uh, retire numbers. Not the Cavs. <laughs> I love how much we've been ripping on the Cavs, man. I don't know. I don't I know. No, I have no idea. No guess. I would no say guesses. like <sighs> I can tell you his primary position, if that might help. Oh yeah, hit it. First base. Hmm. No, I don't know. Nothing. I got nothing. Nothing. I have no idea. All right. It was Jeff Manto. Oh my God. <laughs> That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> Jeff Manto, who I feel like was always. In the discussion back when, like, Russell Branion and Richie Sexton were coming up through the organization as the big power hitters, and it was like, don't forget about Jeff Manto. He's got 30 home runs in Buffalo. Oh, man. And he, <laughs> he uh, yeah. So basically, we're hoping Bobby Bradley doesn't turn into the modern-day Jeff Manto. Correct. Uh, that was not my intent with m- naming Jeff Manto as a random Indian, but uh, 
I'm glad that there's a connection. I mean, that's, you know, well, the, but that, <laughs> we've had, there have been plenty of guys, the quadruple A sort of players where it's like, you know, the guy, yeah. like Francisco Mejia, it was like, this dude's got a 50 some game hitting streak in the minors. And it's like, okay. And remember great. how that was like the linchpin to like everybody saying, don't trade him? Yes. Yep. Like yep. the guy was like a okay prospect until that crazy hitting streak. And then all of a sudden he blew up and then people were like, we can't trade him. Yeah. He's a star. Yeah. And now he's on like his third organization, which oh, is Tampa. Tampa, Tampa. baby. He's actually, um, he's, he's, he's okay. having a, I was gonna say, he's having a he's decent here. season. Yeah. Finally. And he's hey, like, you, get, you put on that Jersey magic. That's what I'm saying. Well, it must be that there's nothing else to do in Tampa, but focus on baseball. Well, that they're in St. Petersburg, okay? So, you know. Yeah, no, I, I know they're in St. Petersburg. I just, I have to besmirch the organization. <laughs> it it makes no sense families. whatsoever, but. There's a great pirate ship excursion for families in Tampa, if you, if you want to check that out. <laughs> if you're down there. Yeah. Hey, man, early... Early uh, buffet dinners, probably oh, early yes. dinner specials. Buffets, you know, it's the life. Yeah, you better you better bad. hop on. You better hop on that before they move to Montreal permanently. But then you can get food, and that's delicious too. I do. I'm just. Tea. I'm just. I'm just like holding out until they move there. Personally, that's right. that's God, my game plan. Uh, God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hate it. It's gonna be it. That's gonna be it. That's gonna be an interesting day for you, Steve. It will be painful. It will be, be very a real tough choice for you to make. It will. I mean, if they became the Montreal Rays, I guess that'd be cool. But or just go full back on Expos, man. I'll go Expos. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I'll just be, buy up all the old Devil Rays st- and race stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, then you're gonna have to learn French on top of it. God. Okay. Start drinking all more right. Labatt. <laughs> I can do that. I like Molson. I like Moosehead. I love Moosehead. Mm-hmm. Big Moosehead fan. I feel like that's too English. Uh, that's like the too English of the of Canada. Like the French, the French are like, "We'll give you Labatt, and that's it. We're not going to be drinking your Molson. We're not going to be drinking your Moosehead." Well, I personally like Moosehead. I get what you're saying. I know. That's, that's I'm, I'm just saying. I like, but the, the, I like Molson. I had a fun. The French. I, I like Molson. Canada with Molsons. The French. They're especially in Quebec. They're a little uh, militant. I get that. Well, uh, I'll cross that bridge <laughs> when I have to. But for now, I will just enjoy enjoy the ride. And I hope you enjoyed this ride of an episode. So we're ending on a real glorious note, talking about Jeff Manto of all of all characters. So that's the and kind hey, of quality maybe, you get with this podcast. Maybe if the stars align, we can find. The Jeff Manto memorial placard name on the facade someplace in Buffalo. Now that the yeah. Jays are playing games, there. well, we will. Yeah, I was just going to say we will be there. So yeah, and, we are and, going and, to and Buffalo. As my my uh, duty to the show, we'll take a picture. You guys are we'll going to do some a wing challenge or something while you're there for for content for us. A wing challenge, maybe yeah. try to sneak into Canada. I don't know. <laughs> whatever, whatever just strikes us at the time. I don't know if we'll have time. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be a nice little Saturday. <laughs> it's gonna be a nice little Saturday in Western New York. 
Dude, just wait till like the Trenton Thunder and Mahoney Valley Scrappers face off a uh, uh, Jeff Manto Cocoa Crisp showdown. Uh-oh. Like we better we better get on location for that. We got Jesus. that. That <laughs> we're gonna put feelers out to the Scrappers to see if they'll uh, be so great. I have a feeling they'd be like, yes, please come. Like you want to come to our game? Okay, cool. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We probably could shake that. So um, we'll see. All right. That's it for this episode. Go uh, read up on Jeff Manto's career if you're so inclined. And uh, be sure to follow us on social at CalPenalPod. We'll catch you guys later. Kevin Serp is a bitch.